Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Is it? Are we? Yes, now we're going. Man, uh, yet again, we are recording from the witness office this is actually becoming more of the studio than your own. it is it's becoming quite the habit recording from here and i still cannot figure out for the life of me primarily because i've devoted almost zero time to it why i can't i've got this weird countdown timer on uh whenever i'm recording from this from the uh what's from weird is not hearing the music start yeah yeah <clears throat> it is different for us i hope everyone can understand our plight it's such terrible. I doubt that they will. It's rough conditions. We can't hear the music, and we have this weird countdown, and I'm not 100% certain exactly when we start recording. I can see it, but only and after. There's not we... a finger that comes out and says, <clears throat> go. No, there isn't. That's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's something that we only get um, on my Mac um, in the office. The finger? Yeah. <laughs> your, your computer gives you the finger? Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. I think app. I think that's standard with most Apple products. Um, <laughs> Keith and I know Wes. Wes uses iPhone. But, uh, Keith, he uh, he's an Android user, so he yeah. he really find that funny. Yeah, I'm a I'm an Apple guy. I never. So I didn't used to be an Apple guy. Oh, wait, speaking of Apple, is your Apple Watch telling you to breathe again? No, this time I achieved some sort of goal. Oh, oh it was my stand goal. Oh. Yeah. You're not standing, though. No, I've been sitting down the whole time <laughs> that I decided that I achieved my stand goal. So before we started before we started recording about like 10 minutes ago, his watch dinged. He looked at it and he goes, <sighs> and I'm like, what? Like, I thought he got like a, a, a relieving notification, like... <laughs> Like, I thought maybe, like, he has a family member dying of cancer, and a text came through that said, it's okay, uh, Uncle Stewie is going to survive. <laughs> and he just got relieved, and I'm like, what? I wanted to know the relieving news, and he and he says, oh, my Apple Watch just told me to breathe. <laughs> I'm like, great. <clears throat> Good. I, yeah. I just get a kick out of the uh, what, what the did notifications people... all the time that uh, <coughs> that remind you to stand and breathe. Yeah. What was I gonna do if I didn't get that? Notification? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what, what <laughs> with without today's technology, how could you have survived? Because obviously, like, you wouldn't have been able to breathe. How did people <laughs> breathe before Apple watches? Got me. I've just got this stupid Casio watch. Um. And it never tells me to Maybe that's why I'm so out of breath. If I had a watch that would tell me to breathe, maybe. Well, in that case, and I'm not trying to be insensitive or a bully, but what about all the fat kids? That's what, that's what I'm saying. They're always out of breath. Yeah. They, if, they, if you give them Apple watches, not only would they remember to breathe and they wouldn't be out of breath as much, but they'd also remember to stand and meet their fitness goals if they had yep. those smart watches. Yeah. Yeah. That would be it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dang, I did not know I could see across the way into the in the plaza next door. Mm. Look at I, that. Okay. I, I got to look around. I got to turn around. I'm not very. If, I'm not on a swivel chair like you. If they, uh, 
if someone here shoots this guy over here, yeah, I'm gonna have full video of it. Yeah. Oh boy. They got a water cooler out there. Is that a Keurig? That's a Keurig right there. Yeah. Where is the? This is. That's a TV. Yeah. What? Is that those, that office plaza behind there? Yeah. It sure is. What do they got sitting just... Oh, wait. Is that is that inside? Oh, that's windows. Yeah, okay. All right. I had to get my frame of reference. Figure out what was going on. Makes for great audio. Us describing what we're seeing <laughs> on some security cameras. <clears throat> yeah, People are like, oh, yes, tell us more. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so... Um... Was I going to? Uh, I was going to get at something. I can't remember <laughs> I what. You threw me off. <clears throat> you threw me off good. <laughs> that was quite the uh, train derailment right there. Um, hmm. 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 Oh. Did, uh, did I tell you that uh, I almost uh, I almost got some unsolicited wood? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> So. What kind of unsolicited wood were we talking here? I mean, I'm just sitting there minding my own business, and um, I get a text uh, from Sophia. David wanted to give you some wood? Um, no. I didn't know he swung that way. No, um, it was, uh, she had some She had some friend way out in Muskogee that had cut down a tree and needed someone to haul off some wood, some firewood. Oh, we're talking about a different kind of wood here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Notice the way I set that one up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm minding my own business for the day, and uh, <laughs> and she's like she's like, uh, do you want? Some? I'm like, like, and I know, I was like, I didn't know that I requested firewood. Like I didn't put in an order for firewood. She's like, uh, we can get a whole, we can get as much as we want. David said he'll help you split it, whatever that means. She didn't even know when. <laughs> don't even know what that means. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I guess, and, and she's like, okay, well, we got the trailer, we got David's parents' trailer that we can use, but I don't think any, she's like, I don't think any of our cars can haul that much weight. I'm like, okay, they need my truck, all right. I thought they had the trailer in town, turns out the trailer's at their parent at, you know, her in-law's house, which is in Haskell, and the wood is in Muskogee. I'm like, I'm not driving three hours to go pick up some more chores for me. Because <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. <clears throat> I'm like, if I really needed a trailer full of firewood, we can just go down to the Tulsa Greenway stump, pick up some free firewood there. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, no kidding. I'm like, and then she said, well, we'll just use David's dad's truck and we'll haul it up. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um,. And uh, they they decided they didn't want to do it because David turns. I thought like they just were itching to bring some firewood over for some reason. David texted me. He said, "How much? Uh, how much wood do you want?" And I'm like, "Man, I didn't even request it. So whatever you bring is fine with me. I have no idea why your wife wants to give me wood so badly." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, "I don't know. I feel like she's." A burden to you guys sometimes and I'm like eh it's alright uh, we've decided that she's like our adult child now and kids are always a burden so um, <coughs> so in COVID-19 news I went to uh, I get to uh, uh, for the first time uh, wait in line to get into a store had to deal with a bouncer at Academy 
because uh, I went to Academy. I had to return um, to the red dot site on my wife's pistol, my her AR pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, the the knob to turn for the uh, for the on off and everything like that mm-hmm. started getting all wobbly and loose there by the end of shooting. I mean, we only one shooting session and it's already falling apart. And that's a $50 site, which is relatively cheap for a site, but still 50 bucks. I'm like, this thing should, you know, stay together a little bit more than that. Quick, quick side note. Uh-huh. What, uh, what size primers do a uh, 9mm take? A small pistol primer. Number 500? Mm, no. <coughs> should be okay. number, number two and a half, I think. Hmm. Is it number two and a half or number one and a half? One of those two. At least number two and a half. Sorry. Oh, well, moving on. Okay. So I'm I'm in line. So I have to... So first off, this is how my morning went. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to go return that site and get something else for her, uh, for her AR. So I go over to Academy. Mm-hmm. I pull into Academy parking lot and it is empty. I mean, it is a ghost town. And I'm thinking, right, right on, man. I'm just going to walk right in here all smooth, you know, like no problems whatsoever. And uh, pull up their... St- and then I got to thinking, man, what if they aren't open? Maybe they don't open... Because it's, like, uh, it's like 9.30 or something like that. And I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe they don't open till 10, and that's why nobody's here yet. So I pull up their, pull up their hours of operation. Apparently on Sundays, they don't open till 11. So I'm like, well, I've got an hour and a half to kill. I had some other errands to run, so I left, headed to Lowe's, headed to Tractor Supply, you know, normal stuff, and then uh, head back. That's when I saw you heading the other direction on the BA. Hmm. I get there at 11.20, and there is a line out around the freaking corner of the stupid building Hmm. with these little paint marks uh, six feet apart. So I got to wait. A full 20 minutes outside the building before I could go in because people are afraid of catching a cold. And at this point, and I don't care what anyone's opinion is, is oh yeah, it's dangerous. Okay, yeah, I respect that. Yeah, it's dangerous. So is the flu. I'm not I'm not caring anymore. I'm fed up. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense. I'm about done. I'm done on many levels. I'm done because it's not fair to it's not fair to a lot of businesses that were forced to shut down. It's not fair to businesses that are seeing a uh, slowdown due to the economy. It's not fair to it's just stupid. The whole thing is stupid. And it's also not fair to people who just want to go into an academy to buy a red dot site or tra- you know, take back a red dot site and buy another red dot site for an AR. Uh, and have to wait half an hour outside. That is an inconvenience of uh, you know absurd levels because the store can hold more people than what was allowed in. I don't know who was allowed in. What are we throwing things at me for? I'm also annoyed at the fact that ammo is uh, difficult to get a hold of. <clears throat> I don't know what number 500 is. Neither do I. That might be what CCI is calling. But um, you notice... That those ones aren't aren't out of stock. Well, neither is our reload supply store that has all of the normal primers that we use. I thought she said they were going to be sold out. No, they're not though. They got 
They got whole shelves full of They're them. out of the um, the actual rounds. They are out of bullets, yes. Bummer. We got primers for that. I still have primers uh, sitting in my office. Hmm. I got like uh, 300, 400, something like that. I got plenty of primers. Hmm. No, no shortage of primers. Shortage is bullets. Not only is ammo hard to come by, it's hard to come... Because at this point, people have been like, oh, crap... What do I do? People have gotten into reloading. I got into reloading back before it was cool. <laughs> and uh, now I can't even go to my local Even whenever small he was mixing pot his shop. peanuts with his... Or putting peanuts in his coat. Putting what and where? You never heard the, that song? I think it's... Uh, putting what and what? Peanuts. Oh, peanuts. Coke. Peanuts. What'd you think I was saying? You should enunciate better. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure all of our listeners thought you said penis in your oh. coat. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> Carol Baskins, I'm sure. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> what are you doing? What to whose Coke? Oh, this hilarious. <laughs> No, I've never heard any song about fornicating with a soda <laughs> and or a drug. I don't know which one you're referencing. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I know Keith and uh, Wes are both going to know the reference to that. The actual song, not putting a penis in your Coke. <laughs> I'm not even sure we're allowed to say that. <laughs> I might have to mark this episode as explicit because of that one. So, my uncle... He uh, posted a uh, uh, article on mm. Facebook today mm-hmm. that there was some guy he robbed a hot <laughs> he robbed a hot dog stand and not only did he as he was robbing the hot dog stand but he somehow shot himself in the and it says in the article shot himself in the penis. <laughs> so he robs a wiener stand and shot himself in the wiener. <laughs> shot himself right in the wiener. I mean, if you don't believe in karma, at this point, I don't know. The it, comments I, on the article were gold. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> something like that, that's when I go straight to the comments. I'm like, you said who now? <laughs> Just like, uh, and it's kind of been forgotten now, but, uh, you know, you remember Anthony Weiner. We all know Anthony yes. Weiner. <laughs> How do you have a name, Anthony Weiner, and you get into a scandal by because you sent dick pics? You, that is asking for it at that point. You can't tell at this point, and I'm telling you, when you see things like this, you start to wonder. You ever hear the simulation theory? The no. theory that this life, this world that we're living in right now, is all one big giant computer simulation. And the theory is, is that a advanced technolo- uh, a, a technologically advanced um, society at some point will create a simulation that would be so real that it would be impossible to determine it, the 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 simulation from reality, and that they would run simulations to discover the outcomes of things, right? So you'd run a simulation and say, okay, well, what would happen if we made, you know, an orange man president? Um, What would happen if, you know, this, that, and the other? And when you see things like that, it's like, man, there is definitely a glitch in the matrix. Like someone didn't program this simulation. At this point, they're just taunting us. Of course, we're in some sort of computer simulation. Anthony Weiner, Sends dick pics and he gets in trouble. A guy robs a wiener stand and shoots himself in the wiener. Who is for sure, 
It's things like that that make you question reality and think to yourself, are we in a computer simulation and the computer programmer just has the most hilarious, um, you know, uh, he, he just has the best sense of humor. And he's like, I wonder if these programs will figure it out. Someone's got to figure it out. I don't know. It's Carol Baskin, I'm sure. So, <clears throat> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Boy, that was a rabbit hole. Um, um, oh, yes, trying to get into uh, Academy. And uh, uh, so I get into Academy. Now, I've been, I've been to Academy since some of this chaos has gone down. You know they have now removed all of the ammo from the ammo shelves? They now keep it behind the gun store counter. Or well, the gun yeah, counter. that's a theft thing. It is. And uh, people are getting a little bit crazy. It's getting a little, a little bit? A little bit obnoxious. In fact, in fact, they have the gun section roped off entirely. It is entirely roped off. The entire front of, like, to get to the counter, it's roped off. Like, I am so glad we bought our guns when we did. Oh, man. So it's roped off, and they limit how many people can go. And not only that, but, like, you walk to, like, to get there. Like, you know how all the aisles lead to it? Well, at the end of the aisles that lead to them, when I was there a few days ago, uh, it was just caution tape across. But just today, when I went there, uh, apparently people must have been going through the caution tape because they took shopping carts and upended them to block them off with the caution tape. So now you can only go in a certain way, and then even at that, you have to like wait permission to get to grant to be granted access to it. And, and, there, and I wasn't going there to get a gun. It's just they keep the sites, the red dot sites, in the the roped off area, the restricted access, the area fifty one of academy. <laughs> and and they're like, man, you're over there. You're over there like you got uh, got that COVID. <clears throat> Hashtag yep. COVID life. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag living with COVID. Um, <laughs> hashtag COVID survivor. Um, so, so then, like, I have to duck under, um, you know, those uh, little retractable tape thingies. Those, uh, what the heck do they even call them? The, the little rope off things. Yeah, I know exactly. What you're yeah, you know about. what I'm talking about. You, you, you know, this guy knows. <laughs> um, I had to duck under it because he's like. I, I, I stopped there because it's like blocked off and I'm like thinking like is this like can I just like walk through and then like the guy behind the counter is like hold on one second I'll be right there with you buddy so I'm just standing there and he walks up he's like hey what do you need I'm like I just need a red dot site I'm pretty sure that you guys keep them in this area because that's where I bought it the other day and the other day I just completely ignored all this I'm, I'm probably one of the reasons they put shopping carts at the end of the aisles with the caution tape because I just walked straight through the caution tape <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not waiting around so that I can go look at stuff that, you know, anywho. So then I have to duck under this little rope to get back there. And it was, it was and I'm like, what are they like, what are they barricading themselves for? Like, because I have not seen like anybody bum rushing the gun counters or anything like that. But of all the entirety of the store in inside Academy, the only thing that that shows that there's some sort of like a you know national crisis going on is around that gun counter um it, it's That's chaos so dumb 
It is. It's really, it's, and, and I, I get it. I get it. And here's the deal. This is why, this is why I tell people and I've told people, you got to be prepared. You've got to, you have to, it seems like a crazy thing to say, but when people ask me, you know, when they're contemplating buying a new gun, this is what I tell them. And this is the test that I use every time I'm buying a new gun. I ask myself this question because the question is, well, do I want this gun or that gun? The question I ask myself is, if this is the last gun that I could buy, what would it be? You know, if I'm thinking, do I want an AR pistol or do I want a 44 Magnum? Well, if this is the last gun that I could buy, which, like, would I be happy with my decision? And that's, that's my litmus test. Lit, litmus? Lit, lit, litmus. Litmus. Goodness. Blah, blah. Litmus test <laughs> as to... What is the, like, what's the gun that I should get? Mm -hmm. And it seems kind of like a crazy question. Like, well, in what world would you be facing the possibility of it being the last gun that you could buy? And I say, well, it, you know, look at it right now. If you wanted to go get a gun, it would be a tough endeavor to get just the gun that you want. So we had a lot of people. We had some friends of ours who were hemming and hawing about what gun they wanted. In fact, some of them were, you know, very interested in picking up the Security 9 like like we got, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, do you think they can go buy a Security 9 right now? No. No, they cannot. They cannot because they're out of stock. And they'll probably be out of stock for a hot minute. In fact, there's a very real possibility that every single Security 9 that was manufactured has now been purchased. And... And people and people are gonna have to wait till Ruger manufactures some more. And so, I get it. I get why people would panic buy, because if you find yourself in a situation that's not like my own, where I am more comfortable in that arena, then I would I would understand the want to get out there and get get yourself some sort of protection. But to in a, a crisis is not the time to buy. Now, granted, if you're in the situation right now and you, you don't have anything, by all means, go out and panic buy because you should be panicking. Uh, not not necessarily to say that you know you should be panicking because the world is coming to an end, but you should be panicking because you're caught with your pants down, and you should go out and uh, get yourself. And you also get yourself <clears throat> when you do buy a gun, don't buy a gun. So I bought my dad uh, years ago. I bought my dad a. Uh, is it a 45 that I bought him or 40? It's a 40 cal. So I bought him a 40. It was a 24 7 uh, Millennium Taurus. Mm -hmm. It was a cheap uh, pistol. And it came with uh, two 10 plus one uh, round uh, magazines. It, it's great. It's a great little gun for what he's used it for, for over the years. It's an all right little gun. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, it's it's a good little guy. That's all right. Um, but he's he's had it over the years. He's never really um, when I say he's never really practiced with it. Mm -hmm. He has practiced, but nothing to the extent that even Matt and I have done in the last few year or last years, last few months. Um, yeah. But because he's never he's never really gotten super proficient with it. And then also, I will I will admit that I, because I shot that gun and that gun is inherently inaccurate. It is tough to it is off. The sights are off. 
Right. Um, and it's not a matter of like it needs to be adjusted. It's just that it is what it is. Those sights are just off. So, and then also you have the, you got to take into consideration the caliber, um, which you and I have had this conversation, but I don't think we've ever had the conversation on podcast. When the time arises that crap hits the fan, you want to have a caliber of gun that is going to be somewhat universal. Yeah. So, um, say you take out uh, Bozo the Clown, and he's carrying a 9 mil, then you can take his rounds. Yeah. Maybe you might not be carrying the same gun, but you can take his rounds, and you mm-hmm. can use them in your gun. And odds are, it'll be a 9 mil. And Because he, he's not going to need them anymore. Yeah. Odds are, it will be a 9 mil. Um, if it's not a 9 mil, it's probably a 45. Um, and I have both a 9 mil and a 45. So, if 9 mil gets sparse, 45 will be there, If you know, and vice versa. 40 is not an uncommon round, um, but I will say this, in times of times of crisis like this, the first thing to fly off the shelves is going to be 9mm. Um, yeah. The, first, the second thing to fly off the shelves is 45. And then next it'll be 40, and then 38 special, 357 Magnum, 10mm, your oddball, eventually all pistol. But the first thing to be replenished on the shelves is going to be 9mm. Because it's the most common. So, you know, um, it, it's, a, it's a smart thing to have something that's relatively common. And on top of that, 40 to me is a, it is a compromise round. And a lot of people say it's the best of both worlds. I say it's honestly the worst of both worlds. Because people say, well, you know, people talk about 45. It's a big bullet. It's got knockdown power. Blah, 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 blah. Which really nine is just as comparable, um, but it, but the problem is with forty five is this big bullet you can't you don't have as much ammo capacity. And people say you know nine mil you got plenty of capacity you know can carry more. So people say well a forty is the best of both worlds. You carry a few more rounds and it's got you know you know it, it's got it's got better ammo capacity but it's a bigger bullet than the nine mil. And in all honesty, it is not that much bigger than a nine mil. Um, but it also doesn't carry that much more rounds than a forty-five. Right, Kate's his is double stack, but it's a ten round. It is, but it's also it's also a compact. So it's true. But my wife has a Security Nine compact, and hers, yes, stock is a ten round mag, but it does accept fifteen round mags, and that fifteen round mag does not make it that much bigger. Um, than what his 40 is. In fact, I think it honestly has a, a similar, if not smaller, profile than the 40. And she can carry five more rounds than he can. So so that is one thing. Yeah, if you are going to go out and panic buy, um, be a little bit smart. Don't just buy the cheapest gun on the rack. Like a friend uh, of ours. Look into it. One of the listeners was uh, talking about possibly buying a AR. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you could, but you might wait, wait a little bit until uh, this whole uh, debacle dies down. Yeah, because you possibly could pick up one of these ARs once. Uh, mm-hmm. Once the, might all be able to pick one up used for a good price. All the Dems that uh, have guns that don't really want to have guns. That's what I foresee happening. Is in a little while, what's going to happen is 
people are going to, you know, as Christmas time starts rolling around and this whole crisis is kind of dissipated and people aren't as concerned and worried, they say, oh, crap, we want to buy some Christmas presents. What, what can we liquidate here around this house? We've just had some economic hard times with this COVID nonsense. And then they're going to say, you know what? We've got that $900 rifle that we put in, you know, and brought into our house that we don't, we didn't, we only shot it like once or twice. Yeah, maybe we could sell it. And, um, and they might turn around and sell it. Honestly, might not even have shot it. <coughs> that's a real possibility because they may not have been able to get a hold of ammo to shoot it. <laughs> you know, um, it's wise. It, this is what I say. After everything dissipates and, you know, ammo starts being stocked normally, guns start being stocked normally. If you find yourself, if you, if this situation has highlighted some holes in your preparedness, um, your, your preparedness uh, little plan there, maybe you should start filling some of those holes and say, you know what, you know, we've, you know, all this time, all we, you know, we've had guns, but all we got is a, you know, a shotgun and a nine mil. Maybe we should look at picking something else up that'll, you know, to add to it or, you know, uh, yeah, we kept ammo in the house, but we only kept like 50 rounds. Um, and, and the thing is, is you know, people, people think I'm silly sometimes for um for stockpiling ammo and i've done it since before this nonsense and the reality is it's not that silly because it's not like it's not just for like oh if the end of the world is happening i want to have enough ammo to you know fight a war it's what if i can't get a hold of nine mil for months and i still want to go to the range Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, you, I go to the range. You still got to be able to be proficient with it. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, you know, we just went to the range this weekend. My wife and I burned through 200 rounds of 9 mil. And we weren't, like, going crazy or nuts with it. I mean, you probably burned through about 100 rounds. Uh, all 200 that you gave me uh, the other day. <clears throat> oh, yeah. See? Yeah. And the funny thing is, my wife and I were supposed to go and shoot together. <laughs> and she didn't really... I, I knew she was going to be the uh, uncomfortable one. You know how... Yeah, she she was proficient with the gun, too. It's not like she's not good at shooting. No? I just It's just not her uh, cup of tea. It's, it that's exactly doesn't it. Doesn't tickle her pickle, float her boat. Yeah. You know. Now, she... He kind of... I've, I've constantly tried to find things that her and I could do together. Yeah. And... She, what her what really just gets her going is curling up and reading a book. Yeah, I think she likes skeet shooting, which we ought to try sometime. We could definitely do that. And I mean shooting clay pigeons with shotguns, you dirty bastards! Get your minds out of the gutter, everyone. Goodness, I don't know where you're going with that. But okay. <clears throat> ah, well, I don't I don't know what uh, <laughs> metaphors we were going on there. Yeah, there's euphemisms in there. Trust me. <laughs> Um, I heard it as I said it. Um, I think she'd enjoy that. But no, um, I burned, you know, we burned through like uh, 200-ish, maybe more. Round. I mean, it might have been 300, I don't know. Um, it's, it's about like 200 rounds. I think it was about 200 rounds. Just the two of, you know, my wife and I shooting. Um, and we were out there for a few hours. Um, Rachel and, got a sunburn we were there so long. So did my wife. It's freaking white people. She's uh, fair skinned white people getting sunburns. And she got a sunburn 
in this inner scout. Yeah. But nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, uh, ran through a couple hundred rounds of that. Um, I ran through a couple hundred rounds of five, five, six, um, shooting the ARs. <clears throat> and that was just one trip to the range. And we weren't being like too excessively crazy with the guns. It's not like we were, you know, really going to town with the Mr. Rapid Fire nonsense or anything. Um, although with ARs, it's obligatory. Like at some point or another, you gotta, you gotta open them up. You gotta let those puppies run. Um, but I mean, you know, if we want to do that for the foreseeable future, we have to have a stockpile of ammo just to be able to go to the range. Not necessarily yeah. to fight a war, although that is a useful, you know, uh, thing to have. Yeah, you got to be ready to fight wars. But, but also, more practically speaking, more realistically speaking, it's nice to have so that way you can, you know, go to the range once in a while in fact we've even cut back because i like to go to the range uh, i've been liking to go to the range once a week but because ammo is a little scarce even for reloading purposes i can i get ammo a little bit more readily than other people because i can make my own ammo but the supplies for which to make them are starting to get a little bit difficult and they're coming in sporadically so even at that I so because of that I've been we've been reining in and backing off and um, it's been a, you know it was a couple weeks in between going to the range instead of going every weekend type we, of deal. We may have to just start molding our own. I, the thought the thought crossed my mind. <laughs> I mean I'm not kidding. <laughs> but even at that I was at the reload store and they normally have you ever did I don't know if you noticed but under one of the aisles there's ingots of lead. There's the lead ingots, you know, bars of lead. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Those they, are already scarce, too? There's, like, two of them left, and there's like there were, like, several stacks of them underneath I mean, one of the aisles. <clears throat> you could do copper and mold your own copper rounds. It's possible that you'd have to get a hold of some copper. I guess we could, because we're going to start raiding some air, air conditioning condensers. <laughs> I mean... I'm sure you can get bars of copper somewhere from, uh, I'm from sure, melting. I'm sure it ain't cheap. Oh, I'm sure it ain't cheap, that's for sure. But um, <clears throat> if we ever wanted to go there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not kidding. At this point, I, the, the the thought has crossed my mind. Um, and that's like... How I, much was the uh, the the rounds <clears throat> that, we, that we, we bought at that reloading store uh, for... I think they said you can only get 500. For 9 mil, they are uh, they run like 12 bucks per 100 for the bullets alone. Per 100? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I bought 500. Yeah. So it was about 60-ish uh, dollars for 500. <clears throat> Give or take. Plus tax. So... I mean, maybe. Maybe we could I just play. sent you a uh, thing of 500 round, uh, 124 grand, 9 mil for the round nose mm -hmm. for 46 bucks. Bass Pro. Got them in stock? Says that uh, it'll ship to you. Oh. Ship to store. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's in stock. No, it says it's out of stock. Store availability oh. out of stock. 
but yeah, yeah. Ships Expect, to store. it's expected to ship April 29th through May 6th. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, it's not, that's the thing is, is like right now, um, right now basically it's just you get it as it comes type of a deal, and if, uh, if you, if you've been caught with your pants down, uh, it's kind of unfortunate, but don't worry, I don't think, I don't think society's gonna crumble just yet, you just wait it out a little bit, and you can, uh, you can redeem yourself after everything returns to normal, and be smart, and be a little prepared, just, you know, it, it takes, I'm not saying go out and buy a thousand rounds all at once. That can be a little expensive. Maybe buy a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there. Before you know it, you've got yourself a thousand rounds in each caliber that you own. And uh, now you've got enough ammo to um, to kind of, like here, here I am not having to buy ammo. Only thing I have to buy is the uh, bullets for which to reload what I have spent at the range. Um and even at that, I don't have to. It's just nice to maintain my stock. And, you know, where everyone else is, you know, rushing off and, you know, picking the stores clean, um, I was already sitting on a decent little pile of ammo that, you know, it's, you know don't have to worry about it. I already mm-hmm. have it. Um, but it. And it's not like it takes up a ton of space. Get yourself a couple of ammo cans, toss them in your closet, and there you go. You know, one ammo can um, will hold quite a bit of ammo <clears throat> so uh, let's take a quick break do a sponsor break sounds good okay all right break time and now we're back hey there we go hey 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 um so this weekend what are you doing i'm not sure uh i was thinking about possibly uh throwing up my backsplash oh but I've never done backsplash. I'm not 100% sure because I may be heading out of town. <laughs> I just, I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. It, it, things it, things need to happen for me to be able to go out of town. See, folks, that's how he gets out of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he goes, I'm not sure. Now that you say the backsplash, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'm doing something. <laughs> I gotta wait till I hear. Like, as if you were like, "Hey, you know, want to go like uh, skydiving or something <laughs> like that?" I'm like, "Oh, you paying?" You're like, "Hey, I've got free tickets to learn how to fly helicopters um, down over at Richard Jones Jr. R.L. Jones Jr. Man, that airport had that guy had too many names. <clears throat> the Jinx Airport, <laughs> R. Richard R.L. Jones Jr. It's too too much." Is it R.L. Jones or Richard L. Jones? I don't Jones? Even know what you're talking about. You don't know the airport down in Jinx? I know there is one. So it's called R.L. Jones Jr., I think. we got too many airports It's here. a mouthful. No, if you were, like, saying, hey, I got some, you know, got the hookup from Grayson over there. We're going to go fly some jets or something. Then Grayson. I'd... Kennedy. Oh, uh, the blind guy in your uh, Sunday school class. He's not blind. Blonde. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pilot. I hope he's not blind. <laughs> that would be an interesting deal. So, <laughs> who's the uh, who's the singer that's a uh, black guy singer that's supposedly blind? R- Ray Charles was blind. No, not time or in this time time frame. Is oh supposedly blind? I don't know. So, there is a um, video that I watched the other day. 
that Shaq and a bunch, and when I say a bunch, a bunch of uh, different artists, mm-hmm. uh, musicians, comedians, um, Shaq. Um, he's not an artist. Well, no, he's not an artist, but he they he I was mean, as far as in, I know. He was in the. He actually is. He's an actor. Uh, in a couple of movies. <laughs> if you if you include Shazam, yeah, maybe. I think he's done a couple more. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he uh, they were all saying that this blind musician is not really blind. It's all an act. And uh, this is news to me. It was hilarious too. Like. One guy bumped a uh, a microphone set mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, set of um, one of the Saturday Night Live um, deals. Anyways, they bumped the microphone, and he reaches out and catches it. I mean. And then another, uh, he, he hops into the driver, or the blind guy hops in the driver's seat, and... <clears throat> uh, Starts backing down the driveway, and they're like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> You're blind. He goes, yeah, 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 sure. I don't know. I, this is news to me. I've never heard about it. I've got to find this video. It's hilarious. I guess you're going to have to. But uh, anyways. But yeah, th- that's my excuse is I'm maybe heading out of town. When I say maybe, it's because I've got, I've got a list of things that I need to get done before I can head out of town. So I may be stuck staying in town because I may be knocking off my to-do list this weekend. But my to-do list isn't going to be too long because I should hopefully be getting some of those things done this week. I've got some, uh, some spring cleaning of sorts to get done. Got to fix an outside water spigot and uh, things like that. You know, real exciting stuff. So, um, update, I guess, on the small business funding. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere right now. It's it's At this point, it's kind of frustrating because I don't think... I have a sneaking suspicion that by the time that businesses, especially businesses who really need it, by the time they actually get funding, it'll be way too late. Because uh, <clears throat> um, the SBA is still dragging their feet with the EIDL grants. PPP has run out of money. Um, the uh, EIDL. By the way, we did yeah. not get funded uh, for the PPP. It ran out of money. Yep. Yeah. And we're hoping that they'll. And you guys applied like the day. That it opened up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my point. I don't think any of this is going to, I don't think, I don't think any businesses, especially the businesses that really, really needed it, that have gone without income now for over a month, are going to get the funding that they need in the time, the frame that they need it. By the time they do get funding, now I get, I would get, I would completely understand I wouldn't be as hard charger about this if it wasn't for the fact that like, if, if it was like, like say... A um, you know a business failed because they had a bad business plan, or they they just they they were they mismanaged their money. It's not their fault that the government told them they can't open their doors. So since they were told by the government they have to shut down, I think the government should foot the bill for them to uh, for them to be able to get back on their feet. And I don't think that that's going to happen. I honestly I think it's going to be way too long. 
the EIDL Advance, I got my credit pulled um, uh, last week. So I assume that means that they're moving in a direction to it, but that's kind of... Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Okay. He, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's with, that's, that's around, I mean, he's still an older musician. I know, that's what I'm saying. But he's... You said in this time frame. He's still alive. Yeah. Is Ray Charles not still alive? I don't know. That Ray Charles was. Maybe Ray Charles isn't blind, and I was thinking of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, <clears throat> oh, it's it's almost kind of disheartening to find out that I just now am having, you know, having some momentum moved on the um, EIDL because I'm number 46,000 in the applicant in like in the number of applications so what about the people that are in the hundreds of thousands and it's taken a couple weeks to just pull my credit to start working on the working on the um the 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 process of getting the loan pushed through and the advance so if it's taken that long to get to number 46,000, I did the math, and at that rate, if you're um, number 300,000, it's going to take about 20 weeks so <laughs> to, get, to get through, you know. Um, so it's kind of disheartening. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to pick up the pace. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I've, I've received almost no communication <coughs> from them, except I did get, like, the couple of, like, uh, plain Jane emails that they've sent out, um, you know, updating things about things like saying, hey, you need to go do the streamline application. I, they, they emailed me that like a week after I already did that streamline application. They sent me an email telling me about the, the cap that they're putting on the EIDL, which is ridiculous. They're capping it at 15000 plus a maximum of $10,000 advance, totaling about twenty-five or totaling 25000 depending upon what you get for your advance, considering that they're only advancing 1000 per employee. And that EIDL program should allow for up to $2 million. Now, here's the deal. I don't need a $2 million um, uh, EIDL. Um, and... But I will say this, like a lot of businesses, $25,000 is a drop in the bucket. That's not really doing much. Uh, $25,000 is not even two months payroll for you guys. No. Um, so, mm. <clears throat> no, it's not even. It's about a month and a half's payroll for you guys. No. Uh, that, would be, um, that would be two months payroll. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, so $16,000 a month. Is what our payroll is. Mm-hmm. Um, two, times two is thirty-two thousand. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, good we, math. We uh, we were. Yeah, that would be true because we went when it came to the two and a half times the payroll, payroll protection plan. That's where I was. I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. No, I'm saying if they're maxing out the the EIDL with with the potential, and they're saying with the potential to be able to apply for further funding down the road once that once the SBA gets more funding, but that's that's not once that's an if the SBA gets a hold of more funding in order to process these loans. The thing is, the fact of the matter is this: is that um, it's not fair to some businesses who because some businesses in order to operate for a few months may need a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so to cap it now, a business of, you know, of, uh, my size with my expenses, my overhead, $25,000 go a long ways to keeping the doors open, even with zero income flowing. So that's not, I'm not concerned about that cap there for, for personally, but I think that it's unfair that there's like, okay, um, we're in order to service everyone, we're going to lower the, the, you know, the, the amount that we can, my point is the reason that I dislike this whole thing is that the whole, they're, they're making up their own arbitrary rules. They're going away from, uh, what the CARES Act defines. They clearly aren't funding anyone within, you know, the advance within three days. The $1,000 per employee is completely made up horse crap from the SBA and has nothing. There's bears no, there's no guidance or information that states that that's what should be done in the uh, CARES Act. And then to top it all off, um, at least in Oklahoma, and I assume it's the case in many other states because all the states are supposed to be waiting for federal guidance and federal guidelines to be allowed to um, offer unemployment benefits to self-employed individuals. But if you're a self-employed individual and your business has been shut down due to COVID-19 and you've been without, uh, without income for an entire month, you still can't even apply for unemployment because even though it was signed into law in, was it March 27th or 26th? I think the 27th. Sounds right. So even though the CARES Act signed it in um, uh, darn near a month ago, you still can't get it as an as a independent contractor, gig worker, small business owner um, because of the... Now, um, again, not a huge concern to me personally, but it is a big problem for some businesses that through no fault of their own, were forced to shut their doors. And they have they have bills to pay. Bills are still going to need to get paid. I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of businesses that just aren't going to be able to recover from this. Oh, they're, they're definitely going to... Uh, there's going to be a bunch of them. Restaurants, uh, small businesses. Because the thing is, even if they... St- even if they Let's say they do get funding, and it's a couple weeks from now. And funding's only a couple weeks away, and then they get to start drawing unemployment, and it gets backdated back to whenever they were forced to shut their business down, and they get some money in the bank. It doesn't really help if they weren't able to pay the lease on the place that they were that they were operating out of, and they lose the lease. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, maybe they can. But that now at this point, they're basically forced to almost start up their business all over again. Um, because they've lost their location, so the place that all their customers know that they go to now, if they have a means of emailing all their customers or reaching out on social media and saying, hey, we had to move. I hit your so, name, yeah, and I realized, oh, crap, that's airdrop. Yeah, Uh-oh. so we just got interrupted because Tyler airdropped me, and apparently this is news to me, but you can't airdrop and record on GarageBand at the same time. Um, Probably because they're both Apple things. Yeah. But here's the deal, um, if you are, uh, you know, you lose that lease space, you basically have to start, you know, could you imagine, I mean, the, the difficulty, if you're operating out of a place of business that like, it's not like, like my business, not a big deal what my physical location is, I do on-site services, you guys do on-site services, even though transitioning between offices, though, was still, it's still, I mean, there's not like, it's not like a lot of customers rely on knowing where you're 
where your location is in order to do business with you. Right. It, it was still a little bit of an inconvenience and had to, you know, get some information out there for your customers because you have the occasional customer that comes in to, you know, drop a check off or something like that. <coughs> My grandparents being one of them, probably the only ones. Uh, they, they bring it to us at church. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they can find us all the time. Yeah, but the point is... You know, let's say you're a Cherokee barber down at 21st and Garnett. How long has that place been there? Like forever, right? Oh, oh, yeah. It's been there since, like, we were kids. Yeah. So imagine they lose that location because they have had no income for a month and a half. And, you know, the, the, the landlord has to, you know, they still got to make, make money. They got to make money. Yep. They got to make money. So so they have to kick them out. Um, <clears throat> then... Now they have to move. Well, where the heck's Cherokee Barber going to go? And I don't know about you, but I don't think the Cherokee Barber has a huge social media presence because I'm pretty sure it's ran by a fairly old gentleman. Old people. Yeah. So, so that's going to be a tough thing for them. That may just very well be the nail in the coffin that just kind of ends that business. Now, there's a chance Cherokee Barber may have enough money to weather the storm. Um, not saying that Cherokee Barber can't, but. Um, but my point is the example, that, that being an example, um, situations like that, what if you have a business that's not essential that carries, um, that, that carries an inventory, for instance? So say you have an inventory of things that you sell. Let's just say um, weird, um, I guess a weird, weird example, but let's say you're a rollerblades uh, uh, shop. You sell roller skates, right? A niche market, yeah. Yeah, so you sell roller skates out of a location, you lose that location, and now what do you do with a store full of roller skates? Not only that, but you have, let's say, $5,000 worth of roller skate in, uh, inventory that you've got to now move, and you it's don't part have... Part of the reason why, and Keith harps on me all the time, <coughs> We gotta pay, stay, stay on top of our inventory. Got to just all the time. Yeah, and that's one thing that I have kind of adamantly stayed against is the fact that one, electronics are constantly changing, mm-hmm. and two, because electronics are constantly changing, uh, things go bad. And then also, when you're riding around in a truck, electronics and vibrations don't really mix. Yeah. And so, he has constantly said, we need to keep a, uh, a track of our inventory on the trucks. And I've said, yeah, I agree in some a- aspects. But at the same time, I also disagree for the sole purpose that if we keep an inventory, then over time... Uh, what what if we fall on bad times? Yeah, such as coronavirus, and they shut the whole country down. If and they they're saying that this is going to have another wave. Yeah, here in a in and, the fall. And I'm curious to see the reaction to the second wave. Like, is everything going to shut down again? I got a feeling a bunch of the uh, governors. Uh, when the second wave hits, I got a feeling people like Kevin Stitt, yeah, they're not going to come right out and say it this way, but they're going to say, "F that." Yeah, well, and this is what I'm thinking: you're you're kind of you're kind of screwed one way or the other. Because if you shut everything down again, everyone's going to be infuriated, and the economy's going to come back to a crippling halt once it finally starts getting back on its feeble feet. 
But if you don't shut everything down again, then you're announcing to everybody, hey, I was wrong the first time. I was completely wrong. And we didn't have anything to worry, and that was the wrong I mean, how, thing last time. How about that governor in Michigan? <clears throat> yeah. She has, she seems to think that because she's the governor of Michigan, she is, uh, her whole sole job is to look out for the safety of her citizens uh, as if she's their parent. Well, I mean, not even just the governor of Michigan. We've got mayors here in Oklahoma, like prior. You know, they have a curfew. Nine o'clock curfew. I heard that. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, cities like Guthrie that if you are caught um, outside without a mask on, you could get a ticket. You have to wear a mask everywhere you go. And they're not the only city. There's a couple of cities that are like that. <clears throat> That is stupid. It is. This is like Reesers. Uh, someone told me Reesers. Oh, you, can't, you can't go into Reesers without a mask. Correct. That I've gone in there multiple times, and so has Rachel. When? Recently? On Sundays. Uh, yesterday, and then oh, really? Sunday before. They have a sign. I walked right past it. Hmm. Well, I got, it's a, I got a gun on my hip too. That's so. probably yeah. That's probably <laughs> their uh, their policy. But then again, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to be like, are they going to arrest you? <laughs> Drag you out of the store. They're going to take a paying customer away because you don't have a diaper on your face. Um, I mean, I kind of contemplated the, this morning whenever I was sitting at uh, Academy waiting to go in. I kind of thought about the idea of just walking right past everybody and walking into the see store. What, see what happens? Yeah, what are they going to do? Are they going to be like, excuse me, sir? And I'm like, yes, you are excused. And then I just keep walking. <laughs> <clears throat> see how they See how they react. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Or I could just like be on the phone as I'm walking past and be like, okay, yeah, I'm on it. I got to get, excuse me, sir. Yeah, no, listen, I got to find him. He's over here. I got to get him. I'll, I'll be right back. I got to find him. And they're like, who? And I'm like, just trust me. I got I to get him real quick. I'll be right back. I got to go get him. Who's him? And, you know, if you just like have a purpose as you, and you walk with confidence, then typically people just kind of let you do whatever you want to do. I thought about it. This is actually probably a good theory to test. We should try this sometime. <laughs> We've got a limited time frame, too, because things are supposed to open up here in about a couple weeks. Man, that is insane that it's going to be a couple weeks. And you know what was really annoying more than anything is that there was a guy in line, a couple of people ahead of me. So he was um, he was two people ahead. Of, he's about 18 feet in front of me um, <clears throat> because, you know, we had the six feet spacing on the on the line. Um and he's in front of me, and he's saying, you know, he's talking with the other guy. I can't quite 100% hear the conversation because they're so distant from me. But they're only, you know, he's only three people ahead of me in line. Under normal circumstances, I would have been able to be a part of this conversation. But more or less, you know, he's saying it's crazy, and he can't wait till things get back to normal or whatever. And he was saying, man, you know, I was just thinking the other day, I really want to just go to a Mexican restaurant, sit down, have me some quesadillas, some queso, and a margarita, and just be out in you know, with people. And I'm like thinking, I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand his sentiment, but on the other hand, it's like, dude, it's only been, it's only been like three weeks. Like people are melting down already. And if this is, this is, uh, you know, the, the response, it just, <clears throat> it's, 
it's just pointless, uh, honestly. And I said it, I said it a while ago. I, I don't understand why we're we're shutting things down. I mean, I would understand if we shut literally everything down. That would slow the spread, yes. But then at some point or another, everyone's gonna have to come back out, and we can't be locked up and hidden forever. The only way. So my Sunday school class did a uh, uh, um, Zoom 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 meeting thing. Yeah, this morning. I bet Zoom is just freaking. No, they're killing it, man. Oh, boy. They're on top of the world right now. I bet they never knew how popular their service would become. So, COVID-19 was invented by Zoom. (laughs) They, uh, my my Sunday school uh, class did that stupid thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sitting there listening, and uh, this one lady says she's been... I don't even know who who she is. I just know that um, she's in my Sunday school class. And she said that she has not left the house in three weeks. How's she getting her stuff? Her husband. Oh, okay. Her husband's doing all the shopping. Yeah. No. Goodness. We left the house this weekend. I mean, it. it I don't know. Um, a friend of ours, uh, up, uh, they just moved to Washington, the Bartels. Um, their second daughter, or second child, um, Natalie, I think it was Natalie. Uh, yeah, it was Natalie. She uh, busted her lip, needed stitches because she was riding uh, a bicycle. And um, the doctor, Julie was talking to the doctor, and, uh, and the doctor said that they've seen like a huge increase in kids needing stitches and stuff. Because people, you know, the kids are getting out and playing outside more frequently now because they've been cooped up inside. And at this point, like, the the parents are like, all right, just freaking get outside. (laughs) Get away from us. So they've seen an increase in that. It's it's just, I don't know. This this is what concerns me is that the second wave. and, And what really concerns me is how everyone is, how everyone is so... Uh, so willing to just like give up their liberties, and at some point or another, I mean, I tell you this, I promise you this: if they say that, like, if if you know, if we get another wave come through, and they say we're shutting things down again, I'm I'm 100% or organizing a protest, and we're just gonna we're just not gonna do it. Um, we're, we're not we're not gonna shut we're not gonna shut the at the very least we're not shutting the, the this town down. You know, you may shut the rest of the state down, but Tulsa is going to keep on running um, because I'm not going to deal with it again. Um, I, I'm I'm already pissed off that I have to deal with it now. I'm really pissed off for the businesses that have been forced to shut down and have no choice. I'm gonna go move my car. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's about time. Actually, we're we're almost we've almost run out of time anyway. So um, we're gonna I'm gonna go ahead and end this one. And uh, until next week, if uh, if anyone has any questions or any suggestions for any topics or has anything that you'd like us to discuss, you can email us at um, makingjobspodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, Facebook message. You go to Facebook and find us, Making Jobs Podcast there is the ability to Facebook message us there. So <clears throat> reach out to us if you have any questions um, or if you just want a specific shout-out. Um, we can we can also work that in as well. So until next time, stay safe out there, stay healthy, stay sane, um, 
So I know that being cooped up, I'm sure everyone's getting a little bit of that cabin fever. If you are even cooped up, you may be like, uh, maybe like some of the rest of us who are just fed up with it and have decided that we're just going to go on about the rest of the, you know, our, our lives the way that we would like to live them. So, <clears throat> until next time, this is man, we making guns podcast. <laughs>